0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another edition of Bowl Predictions, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. He is Jeff Ekstrom. He's Greg Smith. He's Steve Marek, and I am Zach Carpenter, coming to you guys again uh, on the eve of Nebraska taking on Minnesota. And boys, uh, Nebraska's a 16-point underdog with an over/under of 46. Uh, what are we thinking about that, Jeff?
1: Uh, I'm sure. I mean. 46 points i mean i think with my my prediction i actually have over that so i think we might go over so um Uh-oh. it'll be interesting minnesota um tough team line of scrimmage battle is going to be something else but uh we'll see are, are we starting off with the score prediction or i need to get my bold right away here you go let's just start getting bold
0: right out of the gate like uh, all right do, like they did okay let's get Cole. let's get bold let's just let's get it going
1: all right, so um, I'm going with another Husker killer, as I like to uh, uh, brand him as. And for me, on Minnesota, that's Brevin Spanford, the 6'7", tight end. Steve did a nice job in his preview talking about him and how he played basketball back in the day. And, I mean, over the last two seasons, hasn't had a lot of production against Nebraska. In 2020, one reception, four yards. In last season, three receptions, 23 yards. But something in both those games, he had a receiving touchdown. And I'm going to say that happens again um, on Saturday. He's a really good red zone threat with that big body. Uh, he blocks really well as a tight end, but they like to go to him maybe um, on, some, not fades, but some uh, crossing routes in the middle of the field when they're in the, uh, near the goal line. So when Nebraska wants to try to sell on the run, when they're near the goal line, Spanford is a really good option they can go to in the passing game. And I think he's going to get a receiving touchdown. I don't know how much production overall he's going to get, but I'm saying he gets a touchdown on Saturday.
2: You know, it, yeah,
3: it's I, funny. Go ahead, Steve.
2: Uh, yeah, I was just going to say uh, I, I like Jeff's uh, pick, and I'll just go along with my bold prediction right here. Um, you know, Logan Smothers, obviously, the backup quarterback situation at Nebraska is going to be on everybody's mind. Um, we'll see if Casey Thompson plays, and if he does play, how how healthy that right arm is going to be. Um, but if Casey Thompson does not play, all eyes are going to be on Chuba Purdy and Logan Smothers, obviously. Um so my bold prediction is and I was trying to go more bold than usual cuz I've been kind of uh, called out on the on the message board by the subscribers about not being <laughs> bold enough. So with that in mind, I will say Logan Smothers will get the bulk of the snaps um on Saturday and he will have over 200 yards of total offense and two touchdowns. Um I I I think he's going to get over 50 yards rushing and he'll he'll do enough in the, in the past game um, to maybe answer some questions about his arm and maybe his arm strength that a lot of people are wondering. Um, I I think a lot of people maybe are not giving him enough credit for being a quarterback and and what he can do in the, in the throw game. So obviously he's a different quarterback than Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy, but I know, I don't think he can't throw the football forward. Um, Obviously like some people are making it out to be. So um, my, my bold prediction is Logan Smothers over 200 yards of total offense and two touchdowns.
3: Man, it's funny too, what I was going to say earlier is that um, Jeff, when Jeff mentioned kind of the theme of Husker killers, I thought he was going to steal my guy, uh, Mo Ibrahim, who who is the guy to me that it's funny and kind of doing some like crack research and putting Steve to work yesterday about who, like how many yards he had rushed for against Nebraska. I was actually surprised that he had not run for more yards against Nebraska, but this is the latest in like this string of really tough running backs that Nebraska is facing kind of started. With Chase Brown um this past weekend no disrespect to the kid walk-on kid from Purdue it started last week with <laughs> Chase Brown uh, I'm sorry I like took two shots at him and not trying to take a shot Uh but Chase Brown uh had 149 yards rushing last week against Nebraska which it, it Nebraska did a pretty good job against him last
0: week I think that we all yeah, kind of feel that, 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 that pretty, he that could be a pretty quiet that was a pretty quiet 149 yards wasn't it
3: yeah, it absolutely was. I think we all were kind of fearing for Nebraska's defense there that he could hit him for two bills and he could just be running up and down the field on him. That didn't happen. Nebraska actually held him under five yards of carry, five yards per carry, which has been rare um, this season for him as they've been doing such a nice job running the football. And so all of the Chase Brown talk is leading up to the prediction about Moe Ibrahim. And then I think that Nebraska will hold Moe under that total as well. I don't think they'll keep him under 100. I think it'll be between 100 and 140. Um, because if you look at it, is um, coming off of a game against Rutgers in which he ran for 159 yards um, and had three touchdowns in that game as well. But I, I just have a feeling that Nebraska's defense, rush defense, once again, is going to answer the dinner bell and put together what ha- continuous a streak of, I think their defense has been playing like fairly well here lately, especially under Bill Bush, especially in the second half. Um, and so I, I'm going bold to feel good about nebraska's rush defense against minnesota
0: and that offensive line and mo brand i mean like uh like steve alluded to earlier this is bold predictions this isn't lukewarm predictions this is bold baby come on so i like the i like the boldness i think i got uh some crap from our subscribers for admittedly not going that bold with chase brown to uh to pop off for 150 yards and two touchdowns uh i admitted it probably wasn't that bold last week and he wound up Almost there. Um, Not quite. I think 149 yards and a touchdown. But either way, I'm not I'm not going to give myself a pat on the back for almost getting a semi bold prediction uh, correctly. So that's why I like that you uh, you went a little above and beyond there, Greg, for uh, a guy that Garrett Nelson called arguably the best running back in the Big Ten. Um, This is a string of where they'll be uh, playing some of the best running backs, like like Nelson said, in the conference and in the country with uh, with Chase Brown, Mo Ibrahim and uh, Blake Corum and Braylon Allen coming up uh, in this this last uh, this last few weeks here uh, to, to end the season. But going back um, to what Steve said about about Logan Smothers and Chubba Purdy for my bold prediction, my bold prediction is not that Casey Thompson will start or play. It's that if he does, so that my bold prediction is contingent on Casey Thompson potentially playing with Trey Palmer going for at least 100 yards and two touchdowns, which again, I feel like is not in the most bold of categories. But on a show in which Greg once predicted that the punter for the punt returner for Nebraska would return a punt for 10 yards twice, and that uh, Steve predicted Tom <laughs> Hill to take a kickoff back to the 25 yard line four times, I think I'm in safe territory with the okay, it, it's bold, but we don't have to go crazy. Uh, So that's, that's the theme of the show where we kind of go back and forth here, but back to Casey Thompson, I I think I'm probably alone in this category. And I was talking to Greg about it earlier after Mickey Joseph's press conference, I just get this gut feeling that, that it's not a given that Casey Thompson is not going to play on Saturday. I think um, everything we've seen this whole season is that he's gonna gut it out? Like I, I've been joking with some people on the Nebraska beat. Like it looks like Casey is will is dead set on dying on the field this year because he just lays it on the line. He takes hit after hit after hit where it doesn't look like he's getting up, and then he does. And he's said it before: unless it's a season-ending injury, I'm not coming off the field. And if it's a nerve thing, um, where it, he's not as effective of a thrower, I think that's what. Uh, I think that's what could ultimately keep him out of the game is if, if is if it's a nerve thing to his throwing arm like those downfield explosive plays are not going to be there so you're hurting us more than helping us just because you're trying to tough it out but if he is able to go like Mickey said he's he's looked better um, ever since Sunday he's looked better on Monday and Tuesday he practiced Wednesday and he's He's telling Mickey that I, I'm good to go. He's telling he's telling Mickey Joseph I'm I can tough it out. I can play, but like Mickey said, it's it, his thing with injuries is the kid has to tell me that he's ready. But I also have to evaluate it too and say is it smart? Paraphrasing, but is it smart to put you out there? Um, I don't know. I, I I get this gut feeling that he's going to play, but that's not my bold prediction. I'm just saying I don't think it's completely off the table. But if he does play, I I have that big explosive game for Trey Palmer um, coming down the line against the Minnesota defense that, uh, I mean, Nebraska's offensive line, much, much uh, criticized and understandably understandably and rightfully so. I thought they did a really good job in that first half against Illinois' pass rush until, um, or with the exception of this sack that took Casey out of the game. But um, I'm going to quit rambling here for... uh, to To see uh, Jeff's final score and uh, his final thoughts in the game, but that's mine with a, a semi-bowl prediction for a big game from Trey Palmer. So Jeff, like we said, sixteen-point spread, forty-six point total. What uh, what, what we got for your prediction?
1: I guess I'm going back a little on uh, what my my bye week prediction was. Nebraska going six and six. I thought they could win this game, but. I... With Casey Thompson up in the air, I I just don't know if they can. Uh, But I'm going the over, and I'm having Minnesota cover. I got the Gophers winning 35-17. to I think the running game and offensive line, the problem with facing such a good running team is that they're going to break you down quarter by quarter. And this Nebraska defensive line hasn't really proved um, they can cope with that. Uh, I mean, they held up kind of strong against Illinois, but – two weeks in a row against two really good running teams that, that's going to come into effect, especially when you get to the third, fourth quarter. And I mean, I'm thinking maybe a, cu- a couple of late scores, it's tackled on top. I think Nebraska is going to keep it close for a little bit, but I think Minnesota is too skilled up front uh, to lose this one. So I have the Gophers winning 35, 17 on Saturday.
3: Yeah, I, man, this is, this is such a tough one because I feel like, obviously a large part of this in how good or bad you think it's going to go could depend on whether that you think Casey Thompson is going to play. Um, I still just, I'm kind of pessimistic on it or that he will actually make it through the entire game. Um, If he does indeed try to start, I could definitely see a scenario where he starts and then doesn't end up finishing the game Um, either by you just go out there and that nerve isn't hitting right. Or he takes another one of those hits, not wishing that on him, but man, he's taken so many hits. And I feel like we said that every week until the fact where he took the one that knocked him out of a game. Right. And it's just unfortunate. But I do think that Nebraska plays inspired football. I think that Minnesota, while a solid team is, just sounds weird to say, not as good as Illinois. And so I think that Nebraska has a better shot in this game. Uh, Though, I'm still going to pick Minnesota to win, but I'm going to pick Nebraska to cover this one. I'm going to get a a nail-biter here. I think Minnesota wins this one 23-20. to Uh, Minnesota goes ahead and pulls this one out.
2: Yeah, I can I I definitely can see a um a uh, close game with this. Uh, I really liked how Colton Feast um re- responded when he was told on Tuesday that Vegas had had Minnesota as a two touchdown favorite um in Lincoln and I think he said something to the effect of, you know, that kind of fires me up. I'm ready to go. So yeah, I mean, the defense is going to be fired up. They've been they've been hearing the noise all all season long. They've been hearing, you know, Chase Brown coming to town, now Mo Ibrahim Coming to town, how are you going to stop those guys? Nobody really believes in Nebraska's defense, and I don't either. I I think Nebraska's going to, um, yeah, I, I think Nebraska's going to lose twenty-seven to seventeen. I think it's going to. The score might look closer than what it was. I just I just see this game being somewhat similar to last week's game for Minnesota when they welcomed Rutgers. Rutgers was only trailing fourteen to nothing at the start of the fourth quarter, um, and. It was just it might as well have been twenty eight to nothing. I mean, you, I mean, there is there is nothing that the Scarlet Knights could do on offense. And I'm not saying Nebraska's offense is comparable to to Rutgers' offense, but there are some similarities. I think. Um, so I I, just, I don't know. I just think Minnesota is going to be in control of this game. And watching just you know what Minnesota has done on offense, that offensive line, the transfers that they have up there, the big veteran transfers. Greg, we talked about it the other day. Um, Chuck Figoa from from um, Michigan doing a really good job. I just think that, like Jeff said, they're going to wear on Nebraska's defense for four quarters. We play football for four quarters around here, and it's really tough to stop. So I, I don't know. I just think that it's a really tough challenge for Nebraska's defense to try to stop this, what's coming What's coming for them, this nightmare with Mo Ibrahim and these gopher uh, running attacks. And that RPO with Kirk Soraka is really hard to stop. Tanner Morgan's a six-year guy. He's been very kind of accurate. He has seven touchdown passes, five interceptions, but he's been running that thing for like six years. He's really good at it is what I'm trying to say. So I don't know. I just think that Minnesota is going to get out here with a 10-point win and 27-17.
0: It's pretty incredible to see. Obviously, in the second half, we saw what the, the Nebraska offense looked like without Casey Thompson running the show. It was a complete mess, I think with like what 23 total yards in the second half um which <laughs> a lot of that i think yeah some of that could be chopped up to uh trouble purdy was dealing with an injury and then kind of thrown to the fire like and like steve said he was thrown to a really tough spot against yeah. one of the best defenses in the defenses in the big 10 and in the in the country but still we saw what it looked like and apparently vegas saw what it looked like too because we talk about the fact that minnesota and illinois are such similar teams similar style teams minnesota is a 16 point favorite illinois was a seven and a half point favorite with similar styles going on the road to lincoln so i i I see those two i just find it interesting um to see the the difference i mean interesting is one way to put it um of what this offense looks like without casey thompson at running the show i mean you see that that huge substantial drop off when he's not in there which i i think from what i've seen I, I had hoped this but what i had seen um after he went out was that i think people started to appreciate just how talented a quarterback casey thompson is when uh you see what's uh what's behind him coming in um with wh- how the offense looked um so, it's the offense will look completely different, I think, without him in there. Um, maybe not as reliant on those explosive plays, uh, depend more on that that option run game, especially with, with Smothers in there. Um, because it sounds like if Casey doesn't start or play, that both of those guys are going to get, uh, going to see plenty of action. Um, and Casey Thompson remains a game time decision. I want my score prediction to be a game time decision, but because you guys didn't do that, I got to go with one. Um, because i think if casey plays i want to pick the upset i want to pick nebraska to win um especially because i picked them to uh to beat indiana and all three of you guys picked against uh nebraska and i wound up winning that one so i wanted to do the same thing and uh really get jeff going over there get him like get him all fired up um to, to pick against nebraska but no i if if casey doesn't play If he does, if he does, I think I'm, I just, this gut feeling that they're going to pull off the upset, but um, as it stands right now, it looks like he won't be playing, or at least not starting, Um, so I've got Minnesota 28, Nebraska 14, and um, almost don't even feel confident putting up the 14 after, again, 23 total yards, 29 total yards, whatever the exact total wound up being uh, in that second half against Illinois, but that's what I've got, I think um the husker fans subscribers watchers listeners readers are gonna be really excited to see that we're all picking minnesota on saturday um but i will put an asterisk next to my score prediction that it depends on the quarterback situation which is a cop out but whatever that's what we're here for um so any Greg, it looks like you have one final thought to say. I feel like there, I feel like there's something on your mind that you want to say before we get out of here. Yeah, you're, you're reading my body language well, man. Um, it is. And
3: and I think this is appropriate for the day that we're all having today with all of the coaching rumors swirling around. And I, I want to leave us with this. We need to, as, as a collective media, and I know Husker fans feel this way, I can speak for them on this, need to get past the point where games against back-to-back against Illinois and Minnesota are like these big fearsome games because you know, they're going to get beat up in the trenches we need to start getting to the point of where we look forward to these games because they're going to be battles in the trenches and it's going to be fun to see how the husker can come out on top not this whole fear that they're just going to get pummeled and beat up that's just by my, my small soapbox for as we think about the next coach uh, to coach nebraska men's varsity football
0: thank you i love to hear the ted talk from greg smith there we go but uh those are great points to end on um, obviously on, on Thursday we had all the crazy internet rumors and then Urban Meyer's coming to town, Matt rule and Urban Meyer are going to be coaching together. You know, like it gets as wild as, as the internet always does, uh, around this beat, but, um, Greg, uh, good words to finish on and Greg, um, he, uh, had a little, um, some notes in the, on our message board, on our insiders board about some of this, uh, the scuttlebutt that was going on on Thursday uh, you can read that nebraska.rivals.com on the insiders board um, you can watch all these videos by liking and subscribing to the inside nebraska youtube page and uh, follow along as we cover everything on on saturday as um, nebraska takes on minnesota as a 16 point favorite so for a uh, 16 point underdog to minnesota so for jeff ekstrom for greg smith for steve Marek, i'm zach carpenter and we'll see you guys again the next time